Money Show. Small business. Present company accepted, of course. Uh, Pavlo Fatidis from Auric Business Accelerator is with us. What is holding back your business? And um, there, there's so many harmful habits that we have in running our businesses, Pavlo. And I'm hoping that we can learn something tonight about breaking the bad habits that uh, that hold us back and maybe forming some, some good ones. Uh, and, you know, Bruce, habits are important because... Uh, whether you're aware of it, they guide your actions, your behavior, the things you do, the things you say, the way that you lead. And all of that gives you the result that you have. And they become especially dangerous when you're successful. And the reason is because of how we learn. And all of us in learning any skill go through very well-recognized four phases. There's a lot written about this. But to see it in action is something different. And the first phase is that when you start a business and you start, you know, with a good idea and you get together perhaps with the business partner and, you know, your family encourages you and your loved ones encourage you and everyone encourages you, you start with a phase called unconscious incompetence. Effectively, it means you don't know what you don't know on how to do something. So you're not even aware of the skill you need to be proficient at doing the thing. And over a period of time, you migrate from that and you start to become consciously incompetent. (laughs) And that really means you know that you don't know what you need to get something done. And it's a really important part because when you become aware of the skill that you need and you recognize that you lack the skill that you need, it's what gets you out there to start learning, to start growing, to start experimenting. How do and you, you move, move from how how do you move from unconscious to conscious? And I suppose the only way you can do that is by, you know, making mistakes and learning from those mistakes. But getting the feedback from your customers and maybe taking feedback from your team, which is hard to do sometimes, um, as to what you don't know and admitting to yourself that you don't know it, and then having the courage to stand up and say, you know what, I'm going to do something about the what I don't know and go and learn it and then implement what you don't, or didn't know that you do know. Um, and you may not be very good at it at the beginning, but at least you'll improve. You'll get to a point where hopefully you develop a competence. Not that easy, Bruce. I mean, imagine, imagine you're in the early phase of a business. So firstly, you've worked very hard to get your team on board. You have attempted to sell them on the vision, to sell them on the future. You are a small business. You are competing against very well-established businesses out there. In that early phase, there's a lot of inspiration, aspiration, perspiration, all the things that can excite someone to come on board. And if you are stuck in that unconscious incompetence phase, or even when you get to the conscious incompetence phase, where you realize that you don't have the skill to get done what you need to get done to get the business built to its next level, the last thing you want to do is look to your staff and say, hey, guys, guess what? I really have no idea what I'm doing, <laughs> why I'm doing it, and how to do it. So hold on to your horses. This might be a bit of a rough ride. But still, let's believe in the future. And let's hope and pray everything comes right. <laughs> and you wonder why nobody horses. turns up at the next staff meeting next week, because they've all <laughs> gone and got other jobs. <laughs> yeah. Especially in a growing, vibrant economy. Or especially in an economy where there's just simply not enough people to fill the job posts. Yeah. So in any event, you become conscious when you formally, when you start as unconscious incompetence, you become conscious largely because of pain. 
pain is a very, very useful thing to change through force the way that you choose to look at things. It, it's extremely humbling. You know, Bruce, I think back to my very first business. The amount of anxiety, the stress I went through, the raging self-doubt that, that dominated every day of my life for the first five, six, seven years <laughs> was, was unbelievable. So it does shift you to say, I still want to succeed at this. So what do I need to do? And that's the beginning of conscious incompetence. So you go through a phase where you're aware of what you need in order to get the business built and, and grown. Um, you don't have the skills for it. And that takes you to a place where you develop the skills, but the skills don't come naturally. You know, no one must tell me accounting comes naturally, despite the fact that the Greeks and the Arabs really were exceptional at balancing the books 6,000 years ago, whatever the case may be. It's not natural to think of debits and credits. It's very natural to think of cash flow, money in, money out, what's left. But when you start doing accounting, for example, it takes time to actually get your head around it, to understand the terms, to understand how to balance a set of books. So you're aware of it. You invest in your, in your knowledge around it. You develop your skills around it. And com conscious competence, that third phase, is where you can get the job done. But my word, does it take an enormous amount of effort. You don't have an affinity for the thing. It feels like a grind all the time. It takes huge effort. I, yeah, I know how to solve this problem, though. Because if you move to it from a stage of conscious competence where it is so flippin' hard to do, if only you had, I don't know what you'd call it, but I'd call it a system that you could, imp you could implement where suddenly the process is unconscious. The competence is just there. It exists and lives within the business. Uh, you know, I wish, I wish it were true when it comes to the internal workings of oneself. <laughs> <laughs> on, on the face of it, absolutely. It's the beginning. It's the beginning of turning the hard effort into a slightly easier ride. But as you go through that process and as you get it right, because think of it this way, Bruce, you know, the number of businesses out there that are mid-tier, in other words, established, that are 15, 20, 30 years old, they more or less have gotten these elements right. As the business leader, as the business owner, you move into the space called unconscious competence, where in many ways, performing the skill to get the result you want is entirely automatic. And the best, best example that everyone can relate to is think about how you drive to work or drive back home. You drive the car, you're in the midst of traffic, Car's quite a complicated thing to manage and handle. Traffic is incredibly complicated to manage and handle. But yet on the way to or from work, your mind's elsewhere. You're listening to music. You might be listening to a book. You should be listening to the money show, amongst other things. You're not absolutely present, watching every single move and every single signal on the road, conscious of how you're holding the wheel, shifting the gears, accelerating, braking, you are competent but completely unconscious on that journey. It is considered to be a wonderful place to be. You know when you meet that business owner and they just know what they need to do. 
in a situation to get the thing solved and sorted. It's gut instincts. It's a natural reflex. That's what it's called. That's the stage of unconscious competence. And that's where most business owners find themselves. And it creates massive problems down the line. Okay. Now, we need remedies. I mean, the thing is, it's all well and good to say we need to move through these phases, but how do we get there, Pavlo? I need a, I need a map, I mean, or a GPS, or just at least some sort of digital system that allows me not to be looking at a map while I'm driving on the roads and trying to figure out which way is north. Completely. So, so here's the thing. You know, when you get to a place of unconscious competence, this automatic instinct, let's call it that, in the way that you lead and run and, and build your business. In many ways, here's what you have to accept and understand. The fact is, you never arrive in a business. There is no such thing as arriving at a destination. If you arrive at a destination, let's say you want to hit a certain revenue or a certain profitability, or you want a certain number of lines in the, in the business, or you want to employ a certain number of people, whatever, however you define it, it simply means that what you have gone and done is limited yourself and you've limited yourself for a number of reasons. Number one, you can't see beyond where you have gotten to because you're unconsciously competent. Number two, it might well mean that unconsciously you have something within you that's holding you back. And number three, you might be running out of energy and steam. Because if you want to kick the business into a second gear, it means by definition, you're going to find yourself again, 30 years down the line, in a situation where you're unconsciously incompetent as you move the business to the next level. And most people choose to simply stay there. And should you stay there, Bruce, it's the beginning of erosion. So the remedies are many. But the remedies are going to put you into a place of discomfort. The first thing is you need to reflect about what your business really is. And one of the best ways to do it is to turn around and say, you know, I met with a, 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 a business owner in the packaging industry. He's got 86 people. He's successful in his business. He says, you know, I'm really, I'm kind of at the top of my game as far as I can see it. And I said to him, really, how big is the packaging industry? And he gave me some numbers. And I said, what's your share of it? And the numbers were tiny. They were in the minutiae percentages. And I could see he was looking at this thinking, wow, I'm perhaps nowhere where I need to be. The next thing is talk to people. Go to your team. At that stage, at that stage, you should have built a middle management team. At that stage, you should be confident enough as an individual to turn around and say, what could we do better? Where could we go? Go to your customers, your loyal customers. Get views from them. Find, honestly, a business consultant or an advisor, but someone who's been in a business and someone who's got experience in a business of that size. And then the last thing you can do, which really you don't have to tell anyone about, that's why it's a wonderful thing to do. Invest in yourself. Go to events where people are talking about business and talking about investment. Go to trade shows within your industry and outside of your industry. Read books. And I really mean this, Bruce, Bruce in, in, in all sincerity. Listen to The Money Show. 
Because in the interviews you have where people reflect on how they have built what they've built, the challenges they faced, the limitations that they have recognized and ha had to overcome, those conversations spark ideas. And what they do is they start to introduce an idea that yes, you're unconsciously competent, but you're unconsciously competent because you have limited your potential. Before he says anything nasty, I'm going to say goodnight, Pablo. Uh, Pablo Fatidis, who is the founder at Auric Business Accelerator. Thank you, Pablo. Um, and that is how you can stop holding back your business. Often, 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 often. The biggest hindrance to our business is not the environment, is not the competition. It is ourselves and our inability to see opportunity, our inability to turn down opportunity, our inability to say no to things sometimes. Uh, Pablo Fatidis, thank you. Wise words on a Thursday night.